You are tuned in to Kids in the Pit. Hey guys, it's Gabe from the Kids in the Pit podcast. Today I have Issa from the band Good Clean Fun. Hi, Issa. I'm Gabe. Thanks for joining me. Mind if I ask you some questions? I'd love to answer some questions, and I'll try not to cut you off next time. Okay. So for those that don't know, what do you do in the band Good Clean Fun? Uh, I was the singer and uh, I guess the songwriter, too. So that's uh, that's exciting. It was uh, really more screaming than singing, I would say, you know, because if you've heard me sing, then you'd prefer not to hear me sing again, usually, but screaming or really just talking very loudly I, talking very loudly. That's what I did in the band. That's that's really the best uh, the best definition. Nice. So, um, when did good clean when did good clean fun become a band, and when did you guys break up? So we became a band in uh, nineteen ninety six. Technically, um, I was uh, I stayed in. I was on tour with a, a band called Battery in Europe. And after Ooh. the tour, I uh, I stayed over with some friends I met in uh, in the Netherlands, and w- they had a practice space. And we were like, "Hey, I was like, hey, I've got some songs. Do you guys want to jam them or whatever?" And we recorded a demo, and that became the first like four songs that ended up being on the Shopping for a Cruise seven inch, which was our first record. So oh, technically, nice. it started in nineteen ninety six. We really started in nineteen ninety seven though, um, and then I... yeah, we broke up in in. I don't know. We we stopped playing shows in 2006, and then we played our reunion tour in 2010, uh, and then that was the last time we played a show. So all before you were born, essentially. Yep. I um interviewed uh Brian McTernan from Battery. Yeah, Yeah, I've known I've known Brian since he was about your age. Um, we we grew up in DC together. Nice. Uh, you know his new band, Be Well. I do. Yeah. Yeah, Be Well's so good. They're awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny. I've never, I've actually never managed to see them play. Um, one time I was in town to see one of their shows and then I got COVID. So I couldn't go. So, you oh. know, whatever. but, uh, but yeah, love that band. Oh, um, I've seen um, Be Well about eight times, maybe. Oh, wow. Yes, it was a lot. You might be their biggest fan. That's awesome. Maybe. So um, where is Good Clean Fun from? And do you all still live there? Uh, we were from, we were based in Washington, D.C., which is where I grew up. Um, the rest of the band was sort of, most people were from the D.C. area, but uh, a friend of mine, Mike Fight, moved from California to be in the band. Um, and uh, now, let's see, I live in Los Angeles now, and everyone is sort of scattered around uh, <laughs> around the country. Around so the world. It's, so it's six right now for you? It is six PM, yeah. Nice. It's nine oh eight for us. Almost bedtime on your coast. Uh I usually go to bed at like eleven or twelve, but um currently I think I'm gonna go to bed at ten because I'm so tired because I uh just went to Europe and time zones are chaotic and <laughs> they are. I need to But this is the out. good way. It's better to it's better to adjust when you go west because now you just have to stay up later. It's much harder when you have to wake up super early. Yeah. But the thing is I can't stay up late because I wake up at six AM 
uh, because I usually wake up at noon and um, it's six hours later there. Yeah, later. Yeah, six there, hours there later happens, there. Yeah. So I wake up at six because, yeah. Yeah, no, time zones are fun. It's definitely uh, when we used to tour, we used to usually stay on American time when we were on tour which works great in Europe because you're just up late for the show and then you hang out after the show and you're still awake and then you just sleep all day. Um, but yeah, coming, going there was always harder than coming home. Yeah. Um, so how did you guys come up with the name Good Clean Fun? So that's an interesting story because uh, most people think that we are named after the Descendant song of the same name, but we're actually oh. named after a side-by-side song called Good Clean Fun that was never on any record, but they played it at some show and we had it on some uh, some tape, like some bootleg tape or whatever. Um, and that was where the idea for the name came from. And I, I actually was not the one who came up with the name. Uh, our original bass player, Seth, came up with the name. And oh. we really liked it. Uh, I love Descendants a lot. I've, I've heard of Side by Side, but I've never like heard them. All right, I'm going to yell at your your mom after this because that's like one of the seminal 1988 hardcore bands so we'll have to we'll have to check them out (laughs) okay so um what was your first punk hardcore a punk or hardcore show you attended and how old were you uh let's see so i i uh i grew up in dc which had like this vibrant punk scene uh with like minor threat and all these great bands and I totally didn't see any of them because I was a little bit too young. Uh, actually, I wasn't too young. I just didn't know and didn't go. So technically, <laughs> I'm going to say I was too young, but there were definitely young people that were going. So I just missed out for no no apparent reason. Um, and then uh, Government Issue was actually the first show I ever saw. Um, nice. And that was a lot of fun. I really liked them. And uh, if, funny story, when we played a show, uh, I don't remember when, but like 2000 or something, um, I was talking to John Stab from Government Issue, and while I was talking to him at the show, some young kid came up to us and was like talking to me and was saying, hey, this was my first show. I had a great time. Thanks for playing. And I was just like, well, I was in, he was my first show. And so we had like three generations of punk in a conversation, which I thought was kind of kind of sweet. Um, but yeah, I, I really was lucky. I mean, growing up in D.C., like in the late 80s, the sh- there were like always good shows. Like I was a little bit spoiled there, you know, like Fugazi was playing all the time and there were just a, a million bands playing all the time. It was great. Oh, nice. Uh, so what are some bands that you like a lot and what are some bands that you'd love to see live? So if I had to pick one favorite band, uh, it would be very difficult, but I would end up with Seven Seconds. It actually wouldn't be that difficult. Seven Seconds is my all-time favorite band. Uh they really just had a huge impact on my life growing up. Like, uh, I love the lyrics. I love music, obviously. Um, and uh, they were just really positive and a lot of fun. And um, I've always enjoyed seeing them. I actually missed them for a very long time because I, I used to be a summer camp counselor. And so I couldn't go to shows over the summer. And for whatever reason, they always seem to come through D.C. in the summer. And uh, once I had tickets to go see them, and uh, I, my ride canceled, and I couldn't get I couldn't get all the way from my summer camp to uh, to the show, so I missed the show. And it was uh, seven seconds in the Circle Jerks, and I was very very sad. I was like a very sad fifteen year old or whatever that that year. Um, but then you know, just a couple of years ago, those two bands came through together, and I finally got to see them. 
like 30 years later. So well, that's yeah, good. Or maybe maybe more than 30 years later, but whatever. Um, so that was cool. Um, I've all you know, uh, there's a few bands that I've seen over the years that I've just always loved. Sick of it all is a great example. They've always been good. Like, I, I mean, I think I've I've seen them over like, you know, what three or four decades now, and they've been good every single time. It's sort of it's sort of amazing. Um, I liked uh, I like Youth of Today was another favorite band of mine. Um, side by Side, who I never got to see live, uh, and Crucial Youth uh, was one of my favorite bands. They're sort of uh, Good Clean Fun ripped off a lot of bands, but Crucial Youth we probably ripped off more than any other band. <laughs> so oh. they they were uh, they're great guys and they were a great band. So. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the top level. You know, I liked all the early revelation stuff, essentially, if you had to, uh, if you had to break it down, uh, like Gorilla Biscuits and, and all, all those bands were, were probably my favorite bands. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love Gorilla Biscuits. Yeah. Uh, I saw them pretty recently. I'm going to cool. see them soon in Atlantic City and Providence, Rhode Island. All right. Take it easy on the gambling when you're in Atlantic City, right? There's no, uh, you know. It's the Las Vegas of the East Coast. Exactly. <laughs> and also, uh, Sick of It All, like you mentioned earlier, uh, I really like them. Cool. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're, uh, I mean, they're amazing. Like, they, they've, it, it's really like, you know, as, as you get older, you will appreciate more how hard it is <laughs> at an older age to still be an amazing band live. And they 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 haven't missed a step. It's really really impressive and amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, they were going through Delaware. Um, well they were they weren't playing in Delaware, but they drove like kind of through Delaware, and they just they recently stayed here. Oh, nice. Which is cool. That's awesome. Mm hmm. Because uh, my mom used to sell merch for them in. I heard. Yep, in Europe. And do you do any U.S. tours? A couple. Nice. Yeah, that's a good that's a good band to go on tour with. It's it's you know I've I've been on tour a lot like before I was in a band like Good Clean Fun toured a lot but then before that I ran sound for a few other bands and sold merch and stuff so uh, I got to travel a lot with a lot with Battery and with Damnation AD another DC hardcore band um, and that was always really fun. Like when you're not actually playing, you get more time to talk to people and, and meet people and stuff. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's obviously fun to be in a band, but it's fun to be on tour. Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite place you've toured in and what's the most obscure place you've toured in? So I would say the most obscure city we've ever played a show in is Medicine Hat, Canada. And uh, I will let everyone go to their atlases because you probably have never heard of Medicine Hat unless you live there, which is you know, very unlikely because very few people live there. So statistically speaking, you don't live there. Um, it's just east of Calgary. And uh, we played a very strange show there, but it was awesome. Um, <laughs> my favorite place we ever went was probably Israel, just because you don't really get to go there as a touring band usually. Um, it was just so interesting. Like, uh it's it's sort of a lot to even get into it <laughs> but it was just it was definitely like off the beaten path in terms of where you get to go as a hardcore band so that was really exciting um i really enjoyed touring south america and australia and new zealand were really fun um europe was always great honestly everywhere was good the only place that we really had uh unfortunately bad shows was richmond virginia 
it was the weirdest thing. Like the three, we played there maybe three or four times. And I would say like three or four of the worst shows we've ever had were all in Richmond. So I don't know what it was. Like, I, I will say that I don't, I think maybe uh, our sense of humor wasn't appreciated. Um, I don't know. It was one of those things. Weird, weird town. I love Richmond. Richmond has had some awesome bands, um, but they did not like us. <laughs> so we'll just leave that there. Um, so what are your favorite uh, type of food from another country? Ooh, um, you know, one of the cool things about being in a vegan straight edge band is that everywhere you go, there's someone who will take you to the best vegan restaurant in town. Um, and that, that, so I've gotten to try a bunch of food from around the world. Um, and it's really weird. Uh, probably the best single meal I ever had was in Israel, in Haifa. We ate uh, at a falafel place and it was just like, I don't know what was different about that falafel versus any other falafel I've ever had, but somehow it was like 10 times better. It's, it's really hard to explain. So that was awesome. Um, you know, almost everywhere had some sort of good food. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. So do you have any crazy or funny tour stories? I have a lot of crazy or funny tour stories. You're going to have to be more specific. What, uh, I spent about 15 years on the road. What sort of story would you like to hear? Uh, something odd, unusual, <laughs> goofy, funny. Um, Odd, unusual, and appropriate. Let's see if I can match those three things together. Um, well, uh, huh. See, now uh, now hopefully you can edit this out so it looks like I had an answer ready right away. <laughs> well, we can do that. So one, this is, this is a funny story. So uh, we were in, we were touring in South America and it was our, uh, it was our second time, our second tour in South America. And we had a new guitar player. And we we flew to South America. We we he just joined the band. We practiced for like a week before the tour. Flew to South America. Uh, we were we were in we were in Argentina. Then we went to Chile, and then we were supposed to fly from Chile to Brazil. But um, everyone in my band, including myself, but everyone else, was really cheap, right? So we were supposed to fly from from Santiago, Chile to uh, to Sao Paulo, Brazil. And that is like a very, not too long a flight, but it's cheaper to take the bus. So someone, I think it was our drummer said, hey, if I take the bus, oh, one important thing is in South America, you really only do shows on the weekends. So we had all week off to just chill. So, uh, you know, it's Monday and our drummer's like, hey, if I take the bus, can I keep the extra money for the plane ticket?" right? Now, keep in mind, the plane ticket's like $200. The bus ticket was probably like $50. So he was going to take the bus and pocket $150. That was his idea, right? Now, as soon as he said that, everyone else in the band was like, can I do that too? Right? Okay. And I was like, guys, there's one thing that we should really consider here. And they're like, what? It's $150 each. And I'm like, it's a 56-hour bus ride through the Andes Mountains, Right? Um, so everyone was like, well, we don't care. We have nothing to do. <laughs> Let's do it. Right. So at this point, it's like, either I can fly by myself or I just have to take the bus with the rest of these yahoos. So I took the bus. And so we were on a 56 hour bus ride, which wow. is incredibly long, an incredibly long time to be on a bus. Granted, it was a pretty comfortable, like Greyhound type bus, but more comfortable than a Greyhound, but still 56 hours. So we did that. 
everyone went a little bit crazy. And when we got to Brazil, the new guitar player, he was like, he pulled me aside and he was like, I don't want to tell everyone right now, but I got to leave. And I'm like, what do you mean you have to leave? He's like, I'm flying home. So he got off the 56 hour bus ride, took a cab to the airport and flew home, never to be heard from again by us. Right. Um, so we were like, well, this is weird. Now we don't have a guitar player. But one of the Brazilian guys we'd met on the previous tour, or actually an Argent, sorry, a guy from Argentina was in Brazil. And he was like, I know all the songs. I'll be your guitar player. And we were like, okay. And then he ended up touring all over the world with us. So that, that worked out really nice. well. Yeah. Hopefully you can edit that down to a, a manageable story. Yeah. Uh, lucky him, I guess. <laughs> I guess I hope you had fun. It was it was a good time. I think I think it was a lot of fun for him. Yeah. Um. So, what do you do for a living besides music? So I now my only the only music that I really do now is I have a few uh, project ideas that I've worked a little bit on, but have never uh, finished any of them. Which is you know I haven't expected to finish any of them, so that's not surprising. Um. And I play some music with my kids and stuff, but nothing nothing serious. Uh, I am a software nerd. So I, I have a company where I that I write software for. So it's it's about as unpunk as things can get, although it's a pretty punk company, but still. Um, it's definitely like a grown-up job, which is very weird. So um I would like to get back to doing creative stuff, but uh but we'll see. We'll see when that actually happens. But uh I, I enjoy um I like problem solving, and so writing software is sort of like problem solving, so it's kind of fun. Um but it's uh, it's definitely not what I imagined I would be doing at age, you know, fifty, whatever. But uh, but I'm having a good time. Nice. So, what was your favorite movie when you were my age, and what is your what is your favorite movie as an adult? So, my favorite movie when I was your age. Let, let me make sure I get this right. Um, okay, you're you're eleven, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I was eleven, it was like 1983. But we'll be a little generous and say it was 1984 because almost all my favorite movies came out in 1984. Um, and depending on what month it was, I might, it might have been. So um, uh, let's see. So Ghostbusters was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, a movie called Better Off Dead, which uh, I don't know yes. if you've seen it or not, but I highly recommend it. Um <laughs> And then a couple of years later, my absolute favorite movie came out, which was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And uh, my kids are named after characters from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, so wow. That's still my favorite movie now. Crazy. Uh, what are their names? Ferris and Cameron. I don't know the movie, but... <laughs> uh, well, you'll have, to, you'll have to see we'll it soon. We'll watch it soon. Yeah. Okay. So if you could time travel without the risk of missing messing anything up because if you kicked a rock in the wrong direction you might not be born would you travel to the past or the future and what year would you choose that is a really good question so i would never travel to the past i think it would be interesting to observe some stuff and see what actually happened you know versus what like the history books say or whatever um that would have been kind of cool but i think the future is much more exciting i'm a big science fiction nerd and uh, I've spent, I feel like I've spent most of my life thinking about what the future will be like. Um, and honestly, like, uh, there were a couple things that I that I feel like I've been pretty accurate on, and some others that I've just been completely wrong about. So that's been interesting so far. Um, but I would say, like, uh, 
about a hundred years in the in the future would be very interesting to see kind of what's happened, you know, like because I think we're I'm gonna get a little off topic here of punk, but I think we're at like the we're at like a crossroads where there are two major things happening. And one of them is that humanity is turning outwards, like to space, essentially. And the other is that humanity is turning inwards to like virtual reality. And I think those are like the two big forces fighting each other right now. Uh, not really fighting. They're not mutually exclusive necessarily. But once you can create a virtual environment where everything you want can happen, is there any reason to go off and explore the universe or whatever? Um, that's really the question. And so which of those will win uh, is is some is like something I'm very curious about. So I'd like to see where we are in like 100 years. I think that would be fascinating. Yeah. Um, if you could tell your 11-year-old self anything at all, what would you tell him? Buy Bitcoin. Now, um, let's see. What would I tell my 11-year-old self? You know, you know what I would tell myself seriously? Like the things that I loved when I was 11 are sort of the things that I've been doing my whole life. And there were a lot of people who told me at when I was 11 not to do those things or that those things were a waste of time um, and those sorts of things. And so, you know, I was into music, I was into movies, and I was into computers. And pretty much my whole life, I've been either doing music or filmmaking or, or writing software. Um, and so it's kind of funny because... Oh, you know, everyone, everyone was totally wrong. You know, you never know what's gonna, what's gonna be important in your life later or important to learn. So, you know, to a certain degree, you should just focus on what you enjoy, especially when you're young, because, you know, you don't know what's going to be the next big thing or whatever. Um, you know, I, I feel like if I'd listened to, you know, the, the standard advice of, of what you should do when I was a kid was, you know, just go to college and, and, uh, you know, get a career or whatever. And I, you know, I dropped out of high school um, and uh, and just got into music and it worked out fine. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think just, uh, you know, stick to your guns, whatever, do what you enjoy and especially enjoy it while you're young. Nice. So um, anything to add before we wrap it up? I think that's it. Uh, is there, I, I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh let's maybe we can edit that and i can say something better um but you know i think you fascinatingly covered a lot of topics and uh <laughs> no that's cool um how long have you been doing the podcast about a year year almost a year yeah cool like that. well i'm sure i was i was the biggest get you've ever had i'm sure so mm -hmm. uh I mean, you're, Tell them who you're the biggest there. guest is. Probably, probably Brian Baker. <laughs> I'm glad that we all know that I was just kidding. And then, probably uh, no, Brian Baker from Minor Hollywood. Threat and Bad Religion. Oh, yeah. Me and Brian Baker go way back. So, uh, you know, no, I've actually, I've never met Brian, but uh, oh. we did go to the same school, although he was a, a little older than I was. That's Indeed. cool. Yeah. That was kind of exciting. Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. Uh, I'm. I'll have to go back and watch the old episodes. That sounds. That sounds like a good one to start with. Yep. Well. Um. Thanks. To I. Uh. Isa. Yes. Okay. Nice. Thanks to Isa <laughs> for joining me today, and thanks to all of you for watching and listening. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow me on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Until next week. Bye. <laughs>